Hi team, it's that time again where I have a conversation with another kick-ass person in business. Now full disclaimer, this is not an inspirational business podcast, but you might be inspired. These aren't all going to be success stories, but they are all going to be real stories because I'm not here for the enlightened, fluffy, feel-good version of people's journeys. I want the nitty gritty raw versions. If you're a business owner, freelancer, entrepreneur, creator, or someone with a side hustle, I can guarantee you'll be able to relate to something in this episode because this is what it's really like to take a chance and chase a dream. Don't forget to hit subscribe and slide into my DMs on Instagram if you want to chat. I'm Sean, and this is not an inspirational business podcast. This week, I spoke to the beautiful Ines. She helps self-employed women end their love-hate relationship with food and their bodies so that they can have more time and energy to grow their businesses. Our conversation is raw and honest and all about the struggles and challenges of becoming an entrepreneur. Ines is just pure joy. So even though we're talking about struggles and challenges and how hard this all is, this episode is so lighthearted and feels like a happiness bubble. Thank you so much for joining me this afternoon. Would you like to start off by introducing yourself and telling us what you do? Yes, thank you so much for having me here. I'm super excited. So I'm Ines and I'm a plant-based and intuitive eating coach and I help self-employed women with stopping to stress about food and their bodies so they can have more mind space and more energy to grow their business and grow their impact and also have the time and energy to do other things than working. (laughs) So that's what I do in a short (laughs) summary. As the snapshot of what you do, which I think is so, so important as a female business owner. We were just talking about it. I forget to eat all the time and I don't even consider my nutrition part of, you know, the things that support my business. And I think there's probably a lot of people that don't think like that. So I'd love to dive into that as well. But do you want to tell us, first of all, what you were doing before you started your own business? I have a marketing background. So I did my bachelor, I did my master in business school, and I decided to move to Argentina at uh, the end of my degree because I wanted to practice my Spanish. I was already fluent in English and low insert, I'm French, as you can probably tell. I'm <laughs> still so- wondering where the accent's from. <laughs> There's no surprise here. And I started working in marketing for like a small company and a few months in, literally, I think it was three months in, I was like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. I don't, what have I, I done? I don't enjoy this. Like I, I decided to go with marketing because it seemed like it was something like creative. And I really, I do really enjoy that part, but it's just more like the fact of like working for somebody else and not being in control of what I want to do, when I want to do it and how I want to do it. So that led me to start questioning myself, like, what am I good at? What can I help people with? And yeah, where is there a need in the market? So that's what led me to uh, starting my business. I moved to Canada after that. And I thought, oh, maybe I can like launch like a product business where I'm going to be making like healthy snacks, plant-based snacks. But then my love for traveling and not settling down somewhere <laughs> mm-hmm. led me to realize that um, that might not be like the best option. So I decided to go towards coaching. And that's when I, I really started at the beginning. It was more of like just focusing on plan days and like also fitness and 
like overall health coach. And over the years, I've switched my niche. I went traveling. I became a digital nomad. So I wanted to become a coach for digital nomads to eat healthy on the road and plant-based. And that led me to what I'm doing right now because I realized that the people who were coming to me were mostly women and entrepreneurs. So I decided to focus on that to support them the best to grow their business in a way that they might not even consider. Like you said, like usually as business owners, our number one focus and priority in life is like business, 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 right? But I've experienced it myself. I burn out through like, even like at the beginning of COVID and being in, in a new country. I mean, I've been in Australia now for like two years, just before the pandemic. And I, I saw what it like, like the physical impact that I had, that it had on me. Like for me, I have like eczema and it's really comes through when I have lots of stress. And so I was kind of forced, like, that's what led me. I'm grateful for my eczema in one way, because that led me to eating plant days that led me to doing the work that I do today. And I really want to help people not get to that point where it is really painful and help them take that action beforehand and create those routines that are going to support their health, their happiness, because at the end of the day, we all started our business because we wanted to have more freedom, more joy, and not burn out. Right? So. It's such a common theme amongst people who have started their own business is we all dive into it because we want more freedom. We want more control. We want more money. We want all of these things. And then we begin and realize that it's really fucking hard. <laughs> And like, it's not like you don't leave your full-time corporate job and then start a, you know, grow your side hustle and then make millions of dollars and work four hours a day. Like it, it's such a misconception and I find it so interesting, but like you were saying, you've sort of pivoted and changed and gone with the flow of sort of how you got to where you are today. Was there anything along the way that really surprised you and sort of like shook you up to change direction? Like, I remember when I went to Canada, I just started my business. And I remember vividly, like, the trust that I had in myself. And, like, I thought, how easy? Like, I made some calculation. I was like, I just need, like, five one-on-one clients per month. And I can make as much as I'm making with my marketing job. And I just decided to quit my job, like, very quickly after that because... I like after maybe just four months of like starting my business, I was not making lots of money at all, like uh, less than a, a 1000, I would think. But my brother at the time was doing a world tour. And I said it like years before, I will join you for the South America part. And so I packed my backpack and I just traveled for six months. But while I was there, I also joined like a mastermind that was like pretty expensive and like way outside of my comfort zone, like basically more than all the savings that I had for making that travel. And uh, making that like leap was actually not the right decision for me at the time because I ended up being so stressed about the money, about like when I was traveling, I was not fully enjoying it because I was stressing about not working and not gaining money. And when I was like actually working, my brother was going on adventures and like it was FOMO, like I was like missing out. (laughs) And so nobody talks about this. And like, I was just like in my like dream, like world where I would just like see people on Instagram and stuff like that. Like, yeah, I, I can do it. It seems easy, but like no one 
told me about like how difficult it is to not only just grow a business, but like make it sustainable for you. And I tried to do that while traveling. And now I'm like saying to everyone, like, don't, <laughs> don't even try. Like, <laughs> it's not even worth it. <laughs> It's a question of priority. And my priorities were not straight in my mind. Like in my mind, I thought my priority was my business. But at that time, actually my priority, they're shown by what actions you take more than what you think they are, right? That my priority at the time was the traveling with my brother. And if only I knew that at that time, I would have enjoyed that travel way more and like worried about the the, the business part after. <laughs> so um, that's when I had like uh, this epiphany, but that was <laughs> a bit late, that was afterwards. But then I decided, okay, no, actually my priority now is going to be my business moving forward. And I'm not going to, I'm going to sacrifice the travel and just stay put in one place. That's when I moved to Australia and I was like, okay, I'm not moving from here. <laughs> I'm going to be making sure that I take my business to a point where it's sustainable for me. I'm still working on it, but I feel so much more aligned now <laughs> with that decision. I think the like the priority and sacrifice are two things that aren't spoken about often is that you have to prioritize what parts of your business are important to you. Like, why are you even doing it? If yeah. it's to help people, if it's to make money, which is totally fine. If mm-hmm. it's, you know, to be creative, to build a community, whatever that looks like. But there are sacrifices and people don't talk about, you know, the late nights or missing events with your friends or struggling to pay your bills and things like that, because it's sort of the dark side of yeah, like, you're not making people like envious or like, you're not inspiring them. If you say that as you're like, "Eh, actually, no, it's a a bit uh, like poo poo here. Like it's not, It's like, it's not as like glitter, glittery and shiny as you see it on Instagram. And that's like what I want to be part of. And that's why I want to, I want to be here with you today is to like, just be completely honest and transparent with what that journey looked like for me. It doesn't mean that it has to be for everyone. It's just a pretty big tendency that everyone I've been talking with that is an entrepreneur has been going through it. I'm sure there is some unicorns out there, but then you need to look at like what they started with. Like, I think a big thing also is comparison, like the comparison trap. And and at the end of the day, I was like trying to figure out what are the the equation to success. And I realized that it's, it's just so many different pieces, like your knowledge. Like for example, for me, I decided to start a business. I didn't have a background in like nutrition and health and coaching like I just figured it all out like as I went and some people they come from like 10 years in corporate and then they launch a business exactly like on the same topic as what they were already uh, an expert at and so it might go faster for these people people who also were in corporate and have savings like they can ask for more help and, and more coaching and all this and hire people more quickly than others who haven't and like I realized that, yeah, I started like pretty like blank <laughs> with zero finance, zero like expertise in that context. Yes, things might take a little bit longer and we need to be okay with that. <laughs> and I, th- I think that's the thing. I think it's really good for people to see that you don't have to necessarily start a business in your area that you've studied your whole life for or something like that. If you have a passion for something, if you, you know, if it's your purpose to support other people, to provide a service, whatever that looks like, that's also okay. You can start a business from zero and learn as you go and create and build as you sort of navigate the treachery that is. (laughs) 
<laughs> starting a business. So you just said you're obviously from France. You've done a lot of traveling and you're now in Australia. Yeah. How has that been being away from family? Obviously we've had the pandemic, which is yeah. cut off, you know, travel and things like that. How have you navigated the last two years? Wow, like it was difficult. (laughs) I haven't seen my family since uh, December 2019. And this is the longest time I've ever been away from them. Like usually I live abroad and pretty far away on different continents, but I at least come back for Christmas. And so... I feel like difficult, but like more and more difficult over the, uh, over time. I feel like it's just like, it's stretching. Like at the beginning I was like, yeah, I'll be fine. Like I worked on like launching a community just for fun, like free to support people during the COVID, the, the first like lockdown. And I just put, I guess that was the avoidance of like feeling <laughs> my own despair. And that worked for me. But then afterwards, it just like got me and punched me in the face. Like I had like the most amount of eczema uh, spread all over my body and that for me was like the, the indicator of like how much stress I was under financially emotionally like not having a strong like community around me for me it's very important every time I'm a very social person so every time I move somewhere I'm not afraid of like having to make new friends and all this it's pretty easy but like it's a bit difficult when, <laughs> when you can't see anyone and you have to stay home so um, I feel like I, I still suffer from that that I, I don't feel like I have found like community that I can see in person here in Melbourne and that's what I really want to work on right now for the rest of the year is one of my on my vision board just behind my computer <laughs> that I learned to also be okay with the fact that I can't like grow my business as fast as I want to because I need to take care of myself first and foremost and acknowledging the days where I don't feel good, where I feel lonely, where I feel like, yeah, a drain, like emotionally drain more importantly. So I've uh, started uh, going to therapy, getting help this way and connecting with my friends, my best friends all over the world. <laughs> I figure out time zone, like I'm an expert at this now. And having my my own little support uh, system. So that's what does really help. I think support system is such an important element of being a business owner. I think it can be really lonely when even if you're surrounded by, you know, friends, partners, family who are really supportive, if it's not sort of a journey that they've experienced themselves, it's quite hard to connect with them about it. And finding that sort of, whether it's online or in-person community of supportive people who run their own businesses, you know, regardless of where in their journey they are, there's always that support there of people who understand what you're going through. (laughs) Yes. It's, it's so, so important. I think we all realize that with the pandemic, right? Like how important it is to stay connected, even if we can't see each other live in person, that connection is what like it makes us human. Like we all need that. So even for the introverts, they also need that. <laughs> Maybe extrovert needed a little extra more, but I feel like for me, I can identify like the different activities that are nourishing me. Like that's part of what I do for my work. And one of it is just like connecting with other. Like right now, what we're talking on this podcast for me, this is nourishing. This is not going to drain my energy. So when you know and you identify those things that are going to replenish your energy tank, then you can move forward and the best that you can. Absolutely. So what are some of the practices, tools, exercises that you use in your everyday life that you also support other female business owners? 
get a grasp of? I work with is like uh, the principles of intuitive eating. And so intuitive eating, for those who don't know what it is, it's like an approach to health that has nothing to do with diet. So like restriction or willpower, there's no such thing. Nobody lacks willpower. <laughs> and it's about tuning into your body to listen to it and acknowledge the cues that it's sending you on a daily basis nor like hunger, for example, but satisfaction, like all these kind of things so that you can give it what it needs. Because at the end of the day, nobody is in your body, but you, right? It's like, I can't tell you what you need right now. Like first, like I, I don't know you enough, but second, like I'm not in your body. It's like it, it goes way beyond like the eating part. It goes like it covers your emotional and your physical needs. And so once you are aware, like the first is the practice is like just practice awareness. For me, my awareness of practice, by I do meditation, but it's just like a lot of like questioning, like inquiring when I journal, like this kind of things. When you ask a question, your brain cannot keep himself from like trying to answer and find the answer, right? So doing that regularly on like a daily basis, if not, I have like a, a session for, with me, like a check-in, personal check-in on Sunday and my journal. And I just write down like what happens, how I felt and what do I need? Like just asking yourself, what do I need? <laughs> we don't do it, but it's very simple. And sometimes when like people have never done it, they don't even know what they need, but it's just, it's something that you can build. It's like a habit and it's a skill as well. So doing that. And for me, my daily like morning routine, like the way I start my day, I'm sure everybody can notice the difference when you rush into work first thing in the morning because you're late, because you went to bed late and you wanted to sleep in versus, okay, uh, you go to bed at the time that you need and then you wake up, you have the time and space to like start your day, not with your phone, but with connecting to yourself because that's when also it's the easiest because you don't have all the clutter and all the information that comes at you through the day and the million challenges <laughs> that comes with running a business that you need to figure out, especially for a solopreneur when you have to do this all on your own. So um, making sure that for me, like it's a non-negotiable, like the morning routine, uh, even if I don't have like the full amount of time that I want one day, I know I can connect to myself and ask myself, what, what do I need the most? Like at least I get that one thing in. So this morning it was like movement and I did my yoga and my meditation, I didn't have the time, but I did it after lunch and that worked. And so it's about having, for me, it's like a big toolbox, right? That you are able to develop, like which I help people do with the intuitive eating. It's like building your toolbox and your toolbox is going to be tailored to you specifically and to the things that work for you. And it's, it's my approach to coaching and to my own life too, is like experiment because it's not about like setting a goal. You know, it's uh, like, I need to eat healthy for the rest of my life. This is too big. Like people are like overwhelmed, like red flag, like, oh my God, I won't even start. Like, it's just too hard. I'll, I'll just give up already. <laughs> but when you check it down to like an experiment and I give myself a weekly experiment on Sunday, when I do my check-in, like, what do I feel like I need to work on to feel better next week that maybe I haven't been able to do or something new I want to try? And I just focus on that one experiment. And that's also what I do with my clients. And we just focus on one simple nourishing experiment every single week. I love that. I think it's so easy to get caught up in just business stuff. And I'm the absolute worst for it. I wake up in the morning, I have my coffee and I'm like, 
instantly at my computer. And if I'm not instantly at my computer, I'm on my phone instantly doing work stuff as well. And I said to you in a message, I think yesterday, I had no electricity yesterday. So I woke up in the morning and I actually got to just enjoy my morning. I did some movement. I sat down and had a really relaxing breakfast. Like I did all of these things that I always want to do, but for some reason never have the time to do. And I'm putting them in little quotation marks at the moment because let's be honest, I definitely have the time to do it. I'm just making the choice not to do them. And so I love that you support women in creating these habits and these tools that support that break in between running your business every single day, being in it 24 seven and being able to actually step back and look at it and take some time for yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Because at the end of the day, like to come up with your best, most creative ideas, you need a brain that is rested. Like if you constantly pour thing into like a glass, right? At some point it's going to overflow, but nothing is going to fit in anymore. So you'll be able to continue working the way you are, but it's going to be a bit hard to grow from there because there is no room for that. So it's like, let's make some room and you don't have to quote unquote sacrifice three hours of your day (laughs) to grow your business. But like at the end of the day, don't you want like to have more time for you? Like that's for me, the dream life for me, I'm working towards like you, like you mentioned the the four hour day, like I want to get there. I know I'm going to get there, but now it's not realistic, but I'm working from like nine to five, nine to six. And that works for me, but I still have the time in the morning at lunch. I'm not rushing. I'm not eating while working. And I have time in the evening to do other activities. I was listening to a podcast a few weeks ago and she was asking like, are you in a codependent relationship with your business? And are you relying on your business to give you everything that you need and I was like actually yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) I was like I'm doing doing a lot of things also outside of work normally not in like in COVID time it has like shuffle everything around like I realized that I was like using my business for my creativity right like I create new things new program like new freebie whatever like I rely on my business for community like I my business is a community program so I need to like start separating it and also being able to you know if something happened one day and you can't run your business anymore like who will you be are you going to be like the saddest person ever I was like yes I will like because I don't have all these things outside that can nourish me in the, in the same ways that my business does but I'm working on it now to make that a change and a priority because we need to continue being our own person outside of our business and I know how hard it is being a personal brand to do that <laughs> but I think it was like a big aha moment when I, I listened to it I was like I want to do that for myself I want to help my clients do that for themselves as well That was just a massive aha moment for me. So (laughs) it's so, so true though, isn't it? If you look at it in the example of like relationships, when you first get into a new relationship and it's all consuming and it's everything that you focus on. And then, you know, the longer the relationship goes on, you sort of get some space with each other and things like that. And then you're two people that are together. And I feel like with business, it's kind of the same situation, but I probably takes a little while longer to create that space between yourself and your business. And I think there's such a massive lesson in that because I totally like, yeah, I am in a codependent relationship with my business. Like, (laughs) 
when then you assimilate it as like a person, like a partner, and you're like, would I want to like rely on my partner to provide me with all these things? Like, I don't even do that with my partner. I'm like, why am I doing this with my business? It's just because I was not aware. And so that's why like for me, like the process is always like first step is like noticing awareness. And sometimes it's hard to like be aware of some things that like are outside of business, especially like health related, because you don't have the space and the the mind space to to work and explore in that. And that's where I come in. I'm like, okay, I'll just serve everything to you on a platter so that you can have your realization. (laughs) And then to explore with curiosity, like now, I'm sure you're going to be like thinking about this after this podcast and like, okay, what is really going on here? How can I start doing things differently? And then taking that action to start creating a different reality so that you can be fulfilled with and without your business. And for me, like I were to like lose my business, I would be, it would be a tragedy, but I want to be able to say now, like moving forward, if it doesn't work out, it's okay. And I will be fine. I will still be, have joy and happiness, even if it doesn't, because I have those other activities that are bringing me those fulfillment in me. Yeah. I love that. I, I feel like we could just stop the podcast now and be like that 20, 15 minute block just there. That's the whole episode. Cause that was freaking golden. <laughs> I love that. I also like how you keep using the word experiment because it's a word that I often use as well in different areas of my business when I'm trying something that I want to do, but I'm uncertain how it's going to play out. Mm. I like to call it an experiment because then that sort of takes the pressure off me and gives me an opportunity to look at it as something that I'm learning from. And from there, I can decide if I follow through with it or if I'm like, oh, it was an experiment. It didn't really work. Shove that under the rug and move on. Is there a couple of things that you've experimented with in your business that are now non-existent? So yeah, like I love the experiment concept as well. And that's why like my whole community is like around experimenting, being an explorer, going on a journey. And when you bring that narrative, like it's just so much lighter, like the pressure of like achieving is not there anymore because it's not a goal. If I said to all my clients, like it's a goal you need to achieve, they'd be like, ah, I am and feel so bad when they don't. And so experimentation that I've done and that have not like worked. So I wanted to, yeah, what I can say after doing that travel in South America, I was like, this is it. I need to niche down and I need to help digital nomads uh, with their health and eating plant-based and healthy on the road. And I worked with a coach on creating that program, the new messaging and everything for like, I don't know, six months. And I was about to launch it when COVID happened. And I was like, nobody's going to travel anymore. We don't even know how long this is going to last. And it was just so heartbreaking for me to have to say, like, to let it go. Uh, But deep down, it was a blessing because I was like, I was not fully aligned with it anymore because moving to Australia, I was like, I'm not a digital nomad anymore. People are going to see. I'm like making stories with the same white wall behind me every day. 
That was like a long experiment, more than like the weekly one. But I guess like in business, it can take like longer than like just a week to do something. You can do things in one week. And like, and now definitely I've learned from that experiment that I should like experiment on things, like make like experiments that are like shorter and that I can experiment with faster instead of like working, working so much on something without validating it in advance. So that's a big lesson that I was able to take from that experiment. And I think that validation piece is so interesting because it's kind of that whole people spend so much time creating something and building something and making sure it's perfect and then realizing after the fact that actually it's not aligned or it doesn't work or there isn't a need for it. Whereas having those sort of like shorter experiments, even if it's not perfect, put it out there, see what happens. And you can always grow and develop and evolve something that's already out there. And I think that was, for me, that was a really big lesson of like being okay, putting something out there that wasn't perfect to make sure that it was right. Like as entrepreneurs, it feels like everybody's a perfectionist, but it's more, I think, coming from uh, the fear behind it of like, We're driven by that fear because we're putting ourselves out in the unknown, like about to face rejection, like all these things nobody talks about. And like, you need to deal with it on your own, like in the business, like in the strategy and stuff like that, in the business school that I have, like they they never taught me how to handle like rejection. Like, and big realization I had, it was that every time like someone saying no to me, to not to me, I see, like I'm still saying me, yep. to my business, to my program. <laughs> well, I was like taking this as a personal, no, like I don't yeah. like you. And like for us as human beings who like, we thrive on like being loved and accepted and that's what we all want. It's really hard. And I have attached my personal worth to my business. And it was like this very tight, like, knit like a tumor that that had like been inside of me and that I had now to like learn how to cut off and like put in a separate like container and be like if someone says no it's like affecting the wall it's not affecting me (laughs) like it's two separate entities and like this is so important to make that like dissociation because otherwise I think that this is the biggest reason why like I haven't been able to grow the, my business to the amount that I want is because I felt like so much like shame within myself and guilt and disappointment. Honestly, it was just like, oh, but I'm not good enough. But like, it's not me. The system is not good enough <laughs> in my business, not me. <laughs> and I really want to work and incorporate more of that type of work in what I'm doing with my clients. Because I think this is a part that is like missing from a lot of coaching, building confidence in oneself, in your body. Like we start with that, but then that builds like that confidence in you and knowing what you stand for and who you are and like making the dissociation with your business so that it doesn't affect your personal worth. That is such a massive, massive point. And I think it's definitely something that isn't spoken about. And the separation between your business and yourself, especially if you are service-based, because generally you're also the face of your business. And I completely, completely resonate with every time you get a no, you feel like it's a no directly to you. And being able to like push that back and be like, okay, well, that's a no for this system. How can I then change that to make that a yes? 
So what do I have to do within that offering or that service or that connection to get a yes next time? I had a situation at the end of last year where a whole bunch of things shifted in my business and all of a sudden my nervous system just went into like fight or flight mode and I just could not like regulate it. And I was like, I'm terrible. I'm so bad at what I do. Like, why would anyone want to work with me? Everybody hate, like every single possible self-judgment you could think of. I crammed into this sort of week of pity party for myself. And my partner was the one that sort of, you know, slapped me, not actually slapped me, but you know, he was the one that sort of shook me and woke me up and was like, what do you like, just because something's happened in your business, that doesn't define you as a person. It doesn't even define you as a business owner. It just gives you an opportunity to learn from this situation and find a solution. So it either A, doesn't happen again. And if it does happen again, that you can regulate how you respond to it. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay. So it took some time to sort of go through that, but you're right. No one teaches you that. No one teaches you that in a business course or no one even talks about it. So how are we supposed to know that it's actually a really, really critical part of being a business owner is being able to separate your business from yourself and also regulate how yeah, you- Having those tools handy in, yeah. in your toolbox. And like, that's what we do with intuitive eating. Like we develop those tools for the stressful time. Like when we, like this, we were talking about cravings, the experiments around cravings. Cravings are like directly related to how you feel, like are your emotions, like, right, I'm stressed. I'm just going to eat like the whole box of cookie because it's going to make me feel better, right? But like, I like the analogy of like food in that case is like the tape, the duct tape of your toolbox because everybody knows how to use tape, right? Like it's easy. You don't need a degree. <laughs> you don't need someone to show you how to use it. But at the end of the day, if you have like a pipe bursting in your house, yes, you can put tape but you're going to call like a professional to like come and fix it with the right tools. So it's about learning to use the right tools so that you can manage it over the long term and not just have quick fixes that are not going to serve you in the medium and long term. And being able to be aware that this is your pattern, catch yourself, stop, breathe, and like grab the tool that is helpful to you in that moment. That's what's going to help you and your business like move forward, right? Like, and not be in that shame, guilt cycle for too long because it's unavoidable. Like it's going to happen. Stress is going to happen in the business. Like stress is going to happen in life. I think, yeah, as entrepreneurs, we put ourselves under an extra layer of stress. Yeah, we do. Uh, we'd love it. <laughs> we didn't go in business for that, but it's just part of the journey. So it's just about acknowledging it and then working on getting those tools ready and handy so that you can bounce back up more quickly because it's just about reducing the time that you like, quote unquote, wasting. So like pity partying and like all this, I'm, I'm guilty of, of it too. Like I've done it in the past for like long periods of time. Now I still do it, but I'm catching myself. And I know how to get back, uh, get back from it quickly. It doesn't take me a weekend or a few days. Like it can take me just a few minutes. And that's when you're like, okay, I can get my shit together. Let's keep going. I don't make a meaning about myself first. This is just a lesson that I'm here to learn. One of my quotes for this year is like, there is no challenges. There is only opportunities. And the opportunity for me and what I'm coaching is always to be curious. Like when you're curious, 
You can't be judgmental and throwing a, a pity party for yourself. You can't do both at the same time because the brain cannot do it. So when you're curious and in inquisitive, you're like, all right, like I feel this way. Why do I feel this way? What happened? What can I do to make it like a different outcome next time? Let's try it and go on with this. <laughs> So good. I love that. I love that so much. I'm going to start our rapid fire questions, which yeah. as I said before, aren't really that rapid anymore. So I'm just going to ask you 10 questions. Okay. <laughs> so the first one is what is a fundamental value that you've woven throughout everything that you do and why is it important? Vulnerability. I think for me as like a coach and wanting to help others, I think it's so important that I show when I'm experiencing tough moments, especially as, as a business owner, and not to participate to the myth that everything is easy, jolly, and unicorns. I, I am a super joyful, energetic person. You're going to see me most of the time like this. And then, but the thing is, like, I found that people were feeling guilty and bad about themselves because they were seeing me like this all the time and that they were not like this all the time. I'm like, okay. So I, I started just sharing the bad, the ugly on my Instagram, on my newsletter. Uh, like my, one of my last subject line was like, I cried all day. <laughs> uh, great opening. Right? Great People opening. love it. Like when you're vulnerable and you show that you're just human. Stop using filter, like just coming raw and authentic. And I think that's what makes me better at what I, I do because I'm not like above you. I'm just another human being on this journey and I'm just supporting you with what I know and what I've learned. And I know that everybody has something to bring to the table as well. Amazing. What is your go-to remedy when you're having an off day? For me, it's going to be movement, always going back into my body instead of being in my mind and feeling bad or about something that happened in business or personal life. Like either even to just check it out, like putting on music and just like dancing, no one's watching. And sometimes I even feel myself, I'm like, I show it. <laughs> People are watching my whole Instagram. So the dancing, running, like sprints or whatever, depending on what I feel like that day, exhausting myself or like calm and rejuvenating or like, but movement is, is my go-to. What is the most important lesson that you've learned since starting your business? I think what we've, we've talked about around like separating my personal worth to the outcome of my business. Yeah, that's it's such a big one. I've, that whole piece of that pop, this recording, I'm just going to go back to listen to multiple times. What is the big dream? The big dream is to help 1 million women with my program Nourishing Circle and helping them feel better in their own skin and in their body and prioritize their own self-care so that they can grow their business and their impact. I love that. That is so good. I love when a dream has a number attached to it because I'm a numbers person. So I love that sort of process of like chipping away bit by bit and building up to that. What is a resource tool or system that you use in your business that you couldn't live without? Like Notion. Like I, everything is on my Notion. It's my, it's my business and it's my life. I, I just love like graphically pleasing aesthetic. So I find that Notion is is really good for that, all the, the different things that you can put in there. <laughs> I had a client the other day describe Notion as her digital brain. <laughs> it is. 
<laughs> yeah, it's my digital, it's, it's my organized brain. Like if I did before, I don't know even how I did it before that because I have just so many thoughts and ideas at all times. <laughs> Notion just like organize, I can organize them there. Was there ever a time that you wanted to walk away and what pulled you back from doing that? No, not a time. Like for me, it's just so clear. And the more I hear my dad telling me to stop, the more I want to go and keep going. A bit of a brilliant teenager there, is it? <laughs> no, actually, like my my passion for this is just like 1000%. Like I'm never going to give up ever. It's not even like a second in my mind that has happened. Amazing. What is something that's happened in your business recently that you're really proud of? Just in, in Nourishing Circle, I had calls one-on-one with all of my clients. I had to just check on it on them. It's just hearing so many times that I have changed their life. It's just, I literally went to bed with like a smile and I could not sleep for like 30 minutes because I was just like so happy <laughs> knowing that I have made that change in their life. It's just like what fulfills me the most on this planet. Amazing. Amazing. I think having that realization that the impact that you're having on people is based in your passion. And I think for me, that is what purpose is. That's where passion goes to purpose is when you actually have an impact. What is a hot tip about your industry that people might not know? Next time you have a craving, Instead of going in the mental battle, should I, uh, I shouldn't, but I really want to and all this, instead of going there, just ask yourself, am I hungry? And if you're not, ask yourself, like, what is my body actually craving right now? Is it sleep? Is it connection? Is it, you will have the answer, but like just starting to ask this question and going to curiosity instead of. I shouldn't or restriction or this because our brain doesn't like restriction. That's why diets don't work. And people are like going through their entire life trying to diet and still not making it because it's just proven scientifically that it's not the way our brain likes to react to. So instead of like focusing on restriction, focus on adding, adding more question, more space and curiosity into what's happening to you. Definitely need to do that. My sugar cravings are just out of control. That's a whole nother conversation though. (laughs) What is one piece of advice you'd give to someone listening right now who's thinking about starting a business or at the very beginning of their business journey? Go for it. (laughs) Like, what are you waiting for? Don't wait for my approval. Like, just go for it, girl. Like, there is no time to waste. Like, you're thinking, thinking, thinking. Yes, you have to do something at the beginning, but I'm sure if you're the person right now listening, you've done that thinking. Now it's time to take action because the result it won't happen just thinking about it. You need to start just share it, like share about your ideas with friends and start like that, like put it out on social media and start asking around, like if people are interested in that offer and want to just talk about it and be curious. It's just like, It's all a matter of taking action and finding a way that will get you to go into action mode. And usually accountability is a big one, right? So find yourself like a group or someone that you can tell like, okay, I'm going to do this by next week. Get on me if I'm not. (laughs) That's good. That is such a good 
Yeah, I used to use social media for that. I would put something on social media saying, I'm going to do this for, you know, the next 30 days, or I'm going to do this tomorrow or whatever that looks like. Because then I'm like, even when I had, you know, 50 followers and 48 of them were my family members, I was still like, there's people out there who know who I said I was going to do something too. I now have to do it. Like I have to keep myself accountable. Yeah. Use social media or just use a person. That's probably a little bit easier. Whatever works for you, what worked for you in the past, look at that and then just use that. Yeah. Where can people find you? How can they connect with you? So my main platform is Instagram. So it's Ines, I-N-E-S and underscore S-C-H-U-B-I. And that's where I'm like daily on my stories and all this. And then from there, you have all the links uh, to my freebie. I have actually a course on a free course on cravings. <laughs> so I go in more depth about what I've shared and giving you like tools uh, to overcome strong cravings and learn to tune in and become a more intuitive eater. So yeah, Instagram. Everything linked in the description so people can find you and connect with you and communicate with you. Is there anything you want to add before we officially wrap up? I just hope that this podcast helped someone out there, motivated you in some way uh, to be kinder to yourself and to invest time in your personal development and your personal well-being and happiness. Uh, because at the end of the day, that's what we all want. We created the business to get there, but like we need to start from there in order <laughs> to get it and to realize that the business relies on so many different aspects, like strategies and like coach and finance or whatever. But if you don't put time on you and your well-being, especially when you're starting alone, When you feel sick, if you had COVID, you know what it's like. You can't run a business from, from when you're sick. So it's just hopefully this is a little wake up call to not wait until you're going to be completely like burnout or tired and exhausted and sick to start taking care of yourself because this is the only home that you have for the rest of your life. And it starts with you. My mantra on my website is like, feed yourself, your business, and your dream. So think about the pillar. The pillar is you. So invest in you. <laughs> that, that is such a perfect way to finish off. I'm going to make that the episode title. Thank you so, so much for joining me this afternoon. I really appreciate it. I will link everything of how to connect with you, how to find you so that everyone can touch base and Dig into your magic. I honestly, I absolutely adore you. <laughs> Thank you. I adore you too. And this was such a pleasure. I absolutely loved our conversation. And we're both like helping business owners in our own way with our own magic. And I commend you for that. I love everything that you're doing. And I'm cheering you on. We've got this. Teamwork. We can do it all together. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it for this week's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to share your own story or tell us what you think of this one, feel free to head over to Instagram and slide into my DMs. By the way, you're not going to want to miss next week's episode. I know I say this every time, but seriously, my next guest is kick-ass.